Recording in progress. Hello, everybody. Thank you for coming. Hope you're well. And thank you for those of you that are listening along. What we have today is something quite special, I think. Um, something which is obviously incredibly relevant to all of you guys that I'm working with at the moment, which is all about basically how do you achieve results whilst you know balancing both your work and then also your fitness and well-being? It's a big question. Uh, it's a tricky question. And it's one that is basically probably the number one reason why people come to seek me out in the first place is because they are doing their best to try and keep spin all the plates at once. And it's just not quite working out. So what we're going to do today is we're going to run through, uh, firstly, we're just going to run through a few definitions in terms of what it is that we're working with. Uh, and then we're going to get straight into the good stuff, straight into the principles uh, and start to give you some advice on on how it is that you can how it is that you can make the most of both your career and also your well-being. First thing we're going to talk about then is basically it's your career and your wellness paradox. OK, so it's it's a basically it's a common thing that people will put off their health in the early years of their life in order to progress with their career, only to find that when you get to a later point in your life, you're going to get to the point where ultimately you are no longer able to sort of support yourself because you're having to spend all the money and all the time on basically repairing the health, okay? This is a bit of a fallacy in my mind. And the reason I say that is, is quite simple. It's that the fact that your health supports your career and your, your professional development, not it doesn't get in the way of doing so. The healthier you are, the more clearly you're going to think, the more energy you're going to have. Um, and also, ultimately, the more productive you're going to be, the bigger impact you're going to be able to have and the more of an asset that you're going to be in your career or to your employer or to, or to whatever it is. If you are in a position where you're feeling low energy, you're feeling low mood, you know, you're having to drag yourself out of bed in the morning, you've got brain fog, you've, you know, you've got no clarity of thinking, you are not going to be the best possible asset to your company and you're not going to be able to make as much progress. So we need to make sure that right at the beginning, we're thinking, how is it that we can help our career by also helping our health? The second thing is we need to make sure that we're maximizing the impact that we have on your fitness whilst minimizing the impact that we have on your day-to-day -day life. It's very straightforward for somebody in my position just to give you the the what you need to do. It's you need to eat this many calories a day. You need to be eating this many grams of protein. Uh, you need to be following this program. You need to do it four or five times a week. You need to do that consistently for 12 weeks and you will achieve an outcome. OK, but that's not actually practical. What we want to do is we want to make sure to maximize the, the benefit that you're getting from your time you're investing in your health and fitness whilst minimally impacting your day to day life. So much so that those of you around those around you may not even realize what's going on. I get people say to me all the time that they don't want to become a gym person. They don't want to become a person who's a bore with food. They don't want to become somebody who's always exercising and you know, doesn't have time to do anything else. My ambition is to help you to get as much out of your fitness as you can without anybody even realizing that you're doing these things um, and making sure that you're you're basically just optimizing all the decisions that you make every day rather than completely um, sort of overturning them and changing everything. The last thing is, is that we need to identify what it is that is the optimal structure for you because everybody has a different work schedule. They have different work demands. Um, they have different needs in terms of what it is that is actually going to work for them or not. And so all I can ever offer you here really is principles. We need to think about making sure that the principles that we offer you are sound, that they make sense, that they're easily actionable, 
but ultimately you are then applying them to your structure so that you can make the impact in your life and have it work as best for you as possible rather than you just following a plan and kind of crossing your fingers and hoping you can stick to it okay so we're going to run through some principles we're going to hopefully keep this nice and short nice and sweet um, and keeping everything as to the point as possible so the first principle is that we need to make sure that we're prior to it's difficult to say actually prioritizing well uh, in terms of making sure that we understand what the key actionable targets are and also managing time to make sure that we can actually implement them in a consistent way okay so first thing we need to do is you need to look at your schedule and this might be something that you do on a regular basis this might be something that you just have to do every sort of few weeks or every month or even every quarter and identify time blocks for your workouts you know how often it is that you should be training every week when is it during the week that you're likely to be able to make that work identify when that's going to be and then put it into the diary so that you have something there for you to go for like an appointment rather than just trying to find the time as you're going through okay this is super straightforward stuff but you'd be surprised at how often it is that people actually aren't implementing this consistently so the easiest thing to do for most people if you're looking at two to four training sessions a week it would be focusing on getting maybe a couple in the morning before work and then a couple at the weekend if you want to get four or then one in the morning before work and one at the weekend if you want to get two and then something in the middle okay that would be a good start point making sure that you prioritize the mornings when you're most likely to be refreshed and free um, uh, to get there first okay the second thing along that kind of um, thing is that you're thinking that you're trying to not just plan things in the week but you're also trying to plan over the course of a month or even a quarter so Thinking about there will be some weeks where you're traveling, there will be some weeks where you know you're going to have heavy work deadlines, uh, and there are some weeks where all sorts of other stuff's going to go on, I'm sure you know. That would maybe be the weeks where you try and schedule in two or maybe even one session that week, making up for it by having three or four in another week, and having that kind of bird's eye view over the whole situation so that you can make sure that you're averaging the number that you want to average. This is the big difference in terms of what helps people to be consistent. If you don't do this, then what ends up happening a lot of the time is that you will end up sort of just getting yourself to the sort of the solid phase and you're saying, oh, I can't do this because it's too busy. That's the point where you start to drop off. That's the point where everything else starts to go as well because the exercise goes. We all know how it works. Nutrition starts to drop off, steps start to drop off. And all of a sudden you're three weeks later and you're thinking to yourself, God, I've really let it go. Okay, so you need to make sure that you plan for these things in advance so that you stand the best possible chance of making it work. And then the last thing is, is when it comes to planning your training and your nutrition, you need to have a good functioning understanding of which habits and which kinds of pro which kinds of training are going to drive the needle most. So, for example, if your goal is, let's say, for example, I was talking to somebody earlier today, the goal isn't to gain or lose weight. It's simply just to try to get stronger and do body recomposition. All that that person needs to focus on is making sure they hit three sessions a week, no more, because they're not looking to burn a ton of extra calories and make sure they hit their protein target every day. Calories should be fairly level, so we're not looking to go up or down and actually putting more time into training at the expense of something else when the time is limited, like, for example, making sure nutrition is planned properly wouldn't actually be the best use of time. So make sure that you have a good understanding of what it is that you need to do in order to move the needle in the right direction and make sure that you're using your time as efficiently as you possibly can. OK, so that's your first thing. The second thing is something that we were talking about a little bit last week. So obviously there's a full full training on food, food prep, but we need to make sure that you have effective meal prep around work, okay? 
The first thing is, is dead simple. Plan your meals in advance wherever you can, okay? This is something that I'm driving home constantly. Um, even if you're new to this, you'll have probably heard me say this 10 times. Make sure you're planning in advance. If you're not planning things in advance, then you're just going to be making things up as you go along and you'll be relying on the habits, the habits that you already have instead of making new ones. The second thing is we need to make sure that you're using convenience to your advantage. So that's pre-prepared meals that are uh, available to buy are more prevalent than ever. They're pretty good. And actually, if you're in a bind, they work brilliantly. You can order food in. You can buy pre-chopped vegetables. You can buy pre-marinated meats. You can do all that kind of stuff. Use it to your advantage. Make sure that you have a good selection of quick recipes that you can use. And, and that means basically going out and buying the right kinds of foods. And then cook things in advance as and where it's necessary. Whatever you, Wherever you can, whatever you're doing, especially during the week, you want to think, healthy you want to think convenient and you want to think quick okay those are the really important things that make it work and then the last thing that you need to do is you need to develop your own repertoire everybody has their own set of routines and habits that they run through every day they have every week and, so, and everybody has situations that come up repeatedly that potentially are roadblocks stumbling blocks so it might be that for example you you know you have a situation where you have to travel abroad uh, for work or something and you know that that throws you off balance and it, maybe it takes you a few days when you get back to get right again and ends up writing off 10 days in a row. Develop your own repertoire so that you know what you need to do. It might be the question of in this instance, you make sure you've prepared a bunch of food before you leave so that when you get back, you can get straight back into it. Come up with a sequence of, of recipes, a sequence of ideas, a sequence of ways of dealing with things so that you, you actually learn and adapt to your own lifestyle so that you can basically keep yourself as consistent as possible throughout this, um, basically, as, as much as possible. Sit as consistent as possible, as much as possible. Okay, the next one, and this is the one that always comes up as a big issue when people first get started, is making sure that you're getting adequate sleep and recovery constantly people are complaining you know too tired not enough energy don't get enough recovery in once you add in meal prepping once you add in more things to do in terms of, of actually getting things organized and exercise although those things can give you energy and actually things like preparing in advance can save you time at the beginning it's not going to feel like it and what you need to do is you need to make sure that you're in your best possible state before you get going so really simple rules in terms of recovery really really simple First thing is establish a consistent bedtime, okay? So you need to have the same time that you go to bed, on, especially on weekdays or something like that, just so that you're getting it mostly right. That will then take you five days out of the week, which will make you much more consistent and much better rested. If you're staying up late and you're watching Netflix or you're on your phone or something and you're not getting enough sleep because you're just not consistent with when you're going to bed, that is a really important discipline that you need to get, you need to get um, sorted really, really soon. The next thing is the three, two, one rule, which basically means three hours before you go to bed, what you're going to do is you're going to make sure that you don't have any more food. Okay. So if you're going to bed at 11, no food by eight. Next thing is two hours before you go to bed, you're going to say no more water. So if you're going to bed at 11, no food before nine or after nine. And the last thing is no screens for the last hour. So if you're going to bed at 11, that means no screens before 10. Brush your teeth, clean the kitchen, sort your life out, get your bag ready for tomorrow, get your clothes sorted, read a book, do whatever it is that you need to do to wind down, but don't look at the screens. Get these three things right consistently throughout the week on average. Again, it's not always perfect. And you will feel that you're you're so much more refreshed because your sleep quality is so much more consistent. Really, really important rule. So that's and it's really easy to do as well in terms of it's quite straightforward. The last thing, 
and this is the hardest bit of all of it, is to schedule in white space. So when was the last time that you ever scheduled in not doing anything? Okay. We fill time with stuff that we shouldn't be doing that doesn't necessarily replenish us. You might find that the half an hour you spent doom scrolling on your phone actually isn't refreshing you at all. It might do, you you know, whatever. But the the thing that we need to do is actually schedule in some white space. That hour before you go to bed could be that time where you actually put some time aside to actually relax and do something for you. It could be for half an hour before you go to work or before you turn on the computer if you're working at home to have some space just to do something for you to yourself to relax. It doesn't have to be literally white space where you just sit there and do nothing, um, although more on that in a minute. But the, um, the thing that we need to do is we do need to make sure we're scheduling in time to relax and recover because the fact of the matter is is that for most people, they do have enough flexibility if they're organized in terms of making that work. It's just a question of making sure that you're as well rested as you can possibly be. Principle number four is we've got to make sure that we're managing stress. We've got to make sure that we're actually putting downtime into the diary. Okay, so this is a bit of a continuation of the sleep and the recovery. Okay, the first thing is, is that practicing relaxation is a really, really important thing. When was the last time you did absolutely nothing? even for five minutes, something that I think is really important and something that um, is becoming much more uh, talked about is the idea of sort of non-meditative deep rest. Okay, so people do meditation, that's good. Um, obviously, I'm sure I tell you all the time, like I do meditation. The other thing that you can do if you don't want to do the meditation particularly is just to literally just sit still, just with your eyes open, just stare into space and see what happens. Feel how much more relaxed you feel after having just sat there for just five minutes. And if you find that it's difficult to sit for five minutes and do nothing, then that probably means that it's something that's even more not, even more important for you to do. You have to make sure that you actually practice consciously relaxing because it's something that we don't really get any of these days. When you're working as well, we can get stagnant. You can get stiff. You know, it's difficult if you're constantly staring at a screen. This is the same thing that you'll probably get told in a in a sort of a you know a welcome packet when you get to work. Get up and move three times a day. For me, that is if I'm working at home, so I've shifted to working at home twice a week now, is out of the house before I start. That's a non-negotiable. When I have lunch, get out, walk around again. And then after work as well, we also want to get up, walk around again. Getting outside just helps clear the brain. Doesn't need to be for more than even a few minutes. Find a reason to do it, whether it's just literally just to jump on a phone call with somebody you need to talk to or something. Get out of the house uh, and get yourself moving, because what it will do is it will just help keep the blood flowing. It will help you just to relax and de-stress in between hours of probably sort of staring at a screen. OK, the last thing, and this is something that people often look at me quizzically when I give them give them this instruction, is making sure, you know, scheduling in fun. So it's quite easy to kind of just get stuck in the drudgery and that kind of thing. But I think it's really important to have something to look forward to. And whether that means that, you know, a holiday, whether that means something, just something fun, just catching up with somebody at the weekend um, scheduling something that's fun, that is restorative and something that is actually going to help you to get yourself into a better mindset and help you actually improve the way that you feel is a really important thing to do. And I know lots of you, I talked to you about this and it's kind of like, you know, not particularly good at this. This is much more reactive. Try to make a point of planning in the fun things that you want to do, because ultimately, the more that you can unwind, the more that you can relax, the more that you can have fun, the more that you can then return back to going to sort of your work and your, your exercise and all that kind of stuff. And you can really attack it because you've had a proper break. Principle number five is kind of more like an overview of things that we need to get done. 
right? So the first four is kind of specific. It's making sure that we've got the food right, the training right, the recovery right, and the and the, and the sleep right. This is all about creating the work-life balance. Everyone has a different definition of what work-life balance is. Some people like to work long hours because they love their job and it's what they want to do, okay? Some people think that they what they actually want to do is they want to turn on at nine, switch off at five, and not think about it ever again. Define what balance means to you in terms of what leaves you to be fulfilled and then go after that and don't deviate from it, okay? Because that's the most important thing is whatever it is that feels right for you at the moment is right and don't let it move away from that if you have it any, any, any way around it possible. Create a schedule to support you in terms of making decision-making easier as you go through the week rather than thinking that it's something that you have to be a slave to that holds you to, holds you to account and holds you to discipline there's a good chance that as things change, you'll be able to update your schedule in terms of making things easier for you. What you don't want to do is say, well, do you know what? I said I was going to train on Tuesday morning, but I actually ended up getting th- only ended up getting three hours sleep because my neighbors were having a party, but I'm going to grind it out and go to the gym anyway when you could just go on Wednesday, okay? Have your schedule support you rather than just having it be, you know, you be a, a slave to it. So, and then the sorry, I thought it was the last slide. Then and the last thing is is make sure that you don't miss out on what matters. And that's something that I was talking with someone actually earlier today. Is that if, for example, you go on holiday, don't let your you know your work or your exercise get in the way of that. That's what matters the most. You're not going to be worried about weighing two pounds less in three years' time, but you might remember the fact that you had a fantastic holiday. Don't miss out on the important things and make sure that you're planning them in and you've got that balance sorted and then you'll definitely feel that you're you're feeling more refreshed and that you'll actually have a better chance to attack what it is that you want to attack because of the fact that you've actually had fun and you've got something to look forward to in the future. So action points are very, very simple, right? The first thing is, is that we need to make sure that you actually understand what is it that works best for you in terms of what your ultimate sort of schedule is and then actually block it out prep in advance and and make sure that you actually action it in in sort of consistent in a consistent fashion defining it is actually usually the hard bit executing it is less difficult so make sure that you actually have a good description of what that is the second thing is choose sort of whichever of these strategies actually sound like they're the ones that are going to make the biggest impact on your routine at the moment. You don't want to implement every single one of these sort of to the letter straight away because chances are something's not going to stick. It might be something simple like just making sure that you set to go to sleep at the same time every week. It might be something like scheduling fun. It might be, you know, it could be any of the things that we've talked about today. I would say at most you want to pick two or maybe three of them. And then the last thing, and this is nice and simple, is make sure that you're monitoring progress. You need to have some kind of measurable outcome where you go. So for example, if it was, if we were to stick about the sleep time, it might be a question of you can use a sleep tracker to make sure that you understand how much sleep you're getting and whether that's improving. You could obviously do it subjectively and keep a sleep journal, but whatever it is that you're doing, if you want to have continuous improvement, then you need to make sure that you're tracking things and you're measuring outcomes so that you understand that the, the changes that you're making are actually eliciting the results that you want And so that you actually then build that confidence, I can change things, I can make things work, I can do things better, rather than just kind of hoping and thinking to yourself, I really hope this works, okay? And that's it. So I'm going to be uploading this onto the uh, Spotify pretty soon, so hopefully you guys can listen along. It's going up to the website too. Thank you for coming, and thank you very much for those of you that are singing along, um, and I will speak to you all very soon. Thanks very much.
こう